0: Body Horse podcast, where we dive deep into the horse-human connection. Here, we believe in the power of stories and digging deeper, pushing further, and asking the oft-unsaid question. I'm your host, Meredith Crawford. Today, we have a very special guest, Melane Lee Butler. Melane and I synced up because she's an expert at using human design to enhance relationships. And although she's not a horse person, she has used human design charts to help her relationship from everyone from her husband to her newborn daughter and all of the major important relationships in her life and in her business as well. And she's awesome at helping others understand their charts to create next level results. Just to kick things off, Melaine, can you share with us a little bit about your journey of how
1: you got into human design and? Thank you so much for having me, Meredith. It's so much fun to connect with like-minded humans, and I'm so honored to be on this podcast. And so when it comes to human design, let me backtrack my story just a little bit and share with you how human design even came into my world, what I had been doing before it, and now how I'm incorporating it in all my teaching. So back in 2015, I started my own business. And I'll never forget, I was actually sitting on the stoop, the stairs of my Manhattan apartment. I didn't own the Brownstone. I lived in one of the many apartments in the Brownstone. And I was sitting on the stoop and I was listening to The 4-Hour week with Tim Ferriss. And then I was also listening to the Simon Siddick's The Reason for Why, of those two books going back to back. And I think I was just listening to Tim's book and I was sitting there and I thought to myself, If I can just make it for five years of my business, then I can be successful. And so then I embarked on starting my business. And when I started my business, I also got the download to start traveling. So I had the inspiration, or I say download, or um, some people will define it differently from the divine, who I choose to call God. And the message was travel Leave all your stuff, sell all your stuff. And so I did. So I'm running this business and I'm traveling. And the first one of the first places that I went to was Kauai. And I lived in Kauai for three months. And on Kauai, I met a variety of really eclectic, amazing people. I was a participant of this writing group every week, which, you know, In retrospect, looking back, I'm so grateful for it's helped me in so many avenues of my business, but it was fun and it was joyful and everyone in that room knew their human design. And so one of the first questions I was asked upon entering that room of the writing group was, what's your human design? And I'm like, human what? And so that embarked my journey of human design and starting to understand my design and how to live in my design. And I had a lot of resistance off and on, off and on, simultaneously building my business, working with hundreds of women, really supporting them into finding their unique alignment so that they can share their message with the world. So they can share their medicine with the world. I like to call purpose work medicine. So they can share their medicine with the world. And as a byproduct of that, they make tons of money. They're living these abundant lives. They're super joyful. But here was the problem coming in, Meredith, was that I'm working with all of these women and each of them are getting the same tools, the same coaching. They're starting at the same place, the same starting line. And some are getting further faster, some not so much. And I was it was curious because particularly one course where there were a few women going all in, giving it everything they had. It was an intimate container and two of them took off and one didn't and I, it really bothered me because I knew she was doing all the work. I knew she was showing up. It wasn't for a lack of trying. And that's when human design started circling back into my vortex. And last year, I decided to get certified in human design because prior to that, I knew a little bit about it based on my own experience, but hadn't been qualified enough to be able to, to truly teach and incorporate it in my teachings. I've always been banging on about alignment and soul and following your truth. This brings it all together and really supports people in understanding, oh, and now I know why that person wasn't able to catch up with those other people because she was a projector trying to run with generators. And so now I understand that there's different ways to coach and to teach each individual. And what's really cool about it is that it's a universal thing. So like, you know, this can be applied on horses or other animals, etc. cetera, because everyone that is on earth with a beating heart has energy centers, you know, has energy centers and has their own unique design from the day they were born. I just really love human design because I believe it is the missing piece for so many people to just exhale and it it confirms and affirms who they really are. So they get to the just release that exhale and go, oh, all right, amazing. This is who I am. I'm going to stop pretending that I don't know this. I'm going to stop pretending that what my mom and dad taught me was correct because I always knew. One of the biggest things people say to me after a reading or working together is I always knew this is who I was. I always knew that this was how I made decisions or this is how I did that. Now I just have full permission to thrive and live.
0: For sure. And one of the things that makes you so special to work with for the human design work is that you have a relational focus. Yeah. Where others may look at a person's chart as sort of in a vacuum and just them. You look at it with, okay, well, who's your spouse? Who are your kids? Who are my horses? Who are
1: your yeah. clients? Yeah, 100%. And I think that this is the missing piece as well, is that, like you said, Meredith, it's not in a vacuum. It's not in a silo. We are in relation with everything. We have relationship with money, with people, with everything that we're interacting on earth with is a relationship. And so, especially when it comes to other human beings, I think that we're in a time right now, when it comes to other human beings, that there's so much divide and separation and argument over, but my side's right. No, this is the way it is. No, this is the way it is. And actually, There is no right or wrong side. There is no good or bad side. There is no one way or the right way or the wrong way. And I believe that human design gives people the access to understanding each other and understanding that we all do things differently and that's okay. And just because my husband sees it from a completely different vantage point doesn't mean that we have to argue over it or not get along. And if I can understand him, I can appreciate him more and set him up to win and set our relationship up to win. And same with my children. And like you were saying earlier, you know, yes, I I know my husband's design very intimately and all of my children. So when my kids are up late, I don't make them wrong for that because they're generators. And so a lot of times the reason they're up late Because they're generators, they have unbounding energy, and it was raining out. So it's not their fault that their energy wasn't able to be moved. But most parents or conditioning of society would say, well, that's wrong. It shouldn't be like that. Children should go to bed at X time.
0: For sure. Now, you've started to throw around some of those human design words like projector (laughs) and generator.
1: Can you walk us through what those mean? I'd be honored to. I I love talking about it, you guys. I could talk about it all day. So in the human design world, there are five different energy types. There's generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, reflectors, and projectors. Now, projectors are the newest type. So we'll start with them. Projectors came in around 1781. And what's kind of cool about this, I'm going to give you a little bit of projector history. Prior to 1781, the furthest planet that had been discovered was Saturn. And I believe Saturn circles Earth in like a range of like 40 some years, something like that. And prior to 1781, that was kind of the life expectancy. You know, 50 was basically it. You were 20 and you were old, <laughs> right? Which is why so many people were getting married at such a young age. In 1781, the planet Uranus was discovered, which circles the sun in a about an 80-year span it takes to circle the sun. And now what's our life expectancy? Around 80 years, right? I think 76 to be exact. And suddenly, we're no longer living on Earth, to just survive. So prior to 1781, it's like, survive, figure this place out and get through. Now there's a turn of events. In 1781 onward, we're now not just looking to survive, we're looking to thrive, right? We're looking to be happy. What brings me joy? What makes me get excited? And so projectors were needed because prior to that, All the other design types, they they had it on lockdown because it was all about surviving. So they had different things going on. Projectors were needed in that time and onward because they have a different vantage point. They're literally here to tweak, to guide, to show, to lead. They are the thought leaders. They are the, the new paradigms way of doing leadership. Leadership is no longer about manipulation, coercion, and force. It's about guiding Showing, inspiring, seeing something that's possible and inviting others into it, right? And so I like to use the analogy best for projectors if they were an animal and how appropriate because <laughs> <And your> horse <laughs> with the horses, they would not be horses. They would be the birds up on the branches overseeing, they have the best vantage point as projectors to see everything that's going on, to direct, lead, and guide all the other energy types. The problem that happens a lot for projectors, and if you are a projector listening in, maybe this is something that comes up for you, is that they try to hop off the branch and pretend they're a generator. They try to hop off the branch and keep up with all the other energy types that have motor centers, which means that they generate their own energy. And projectors don't have their own energy. Projectors are non-energy beings. So the moment they jump off that branch, they're flattened by the herd of animals running because they can't keep up. And so it's really important as you're discovering your design type or getting curious about it and looking up what you are, if you're a projector, again, you know, a lot of people that see that their projectors kind of, ah, no, this is amazing news. You guys are 20% of the population. You're more of a rare type, but you're an amazing type. You just work differently. So it's really about you finding that unique skill set or craft that lights you up cuz super niching is really important for projectors and and creating their success, which is their signature, and staying out of the bitter energy. Oh, why am I a projector? Right there, you go, projector. Being bitter, which is your not self theme, which is when you're out of alignment. Right, and and one of the other big pieces about being a projector is that you need to wait for the invitation. This doesn't apply to going to the bathroom or having something for dinner. You don't need to wait for someone to invite you. It's bigger events in life, business, all marketing, business collaborations. Relationships, giving advice, those kind of things. If a projector were to just give their sage wisdom, right? Because remember, they're birds, they can fly, they can see it all. If they were to give their sage wisdom to someone that did not ask for it, it's like the ultimate smackdown and rejection. It will come off so bad. You may likely jeopardize relationships. So it's really for you waiting. To be invited. And you're like, well, so what? I just lean back and do nothing? And I'm like, no, you show up, you share your message, you do what lights you up, you do what excites you, you focus in on that skill set and craft that excites you, and your aura is a penetrating aura. So when you're staying out of that bitter energy, staying in your craft, your aura starts lighting up. It's like a lighthouse, and you're guiding all the ships to shore aka the, the invitations and you're penetrating aura literally when you walk into like a supermarket let's say it starts to poke people the aura is poking their aura and that's where the invites start to come in and if you're a projector you've seen this happen in your life my husband has not once ever reached out to apply for a job he always has jobs come in anytime he has been unemployed when we've been together He immediately has these offers just coming in inundated. And they're like, yeah, we found your LinkedIn. He's like, oh my gosh, I haven't updated that in years. I need to update that. Well, didn't matter because he had his post out there. He had his signage out there open for business. And then the invites come in. So it doesn't mean you don't post or you don't share what you're up to or doing. It's just that you don't give direct unsolicited advice. But you need to show up and be who you are so that people can invite you in.
0: So for equestrians, what characteristics might they look for to determine if their horse is a projector or not?
1: That's a really good question. I think characteristic traits wise when it comes to projectors and correlating this to horses, I think a bitter energy. So let's define that bitter energy because that's when they're living out of alignment. When projectors are in alignment, they're successful. Success is the signature to know that they're living aligned. So when those horses are fully in their highest potential and possibility, success will look like them you know, whatever their element is showing up at their highest, right? Like maybe if they're show horses jumping, you know, and like really thriving or if they're a racing horse, you know, they're, they're winning and you're like, well, isn't that a possibility for everyone? And I say, yes, it is. But for projectors specifically, We know they're aligned when they're in success. So we know when they're not aligned, when they're bitter. And that could kind of look like, you know, when they're around other horses, just maybe being a little cold or standoffish or just not getting along with the group. And maybe if there's another horse in there that gets a little more attention, then that horse particular, you'll tell, they'll get very grumpy because they have this projectors have this, and this is with humans too, right? Oh, did you see so-and-so? She's doing so well. And my projector friend will be like, but I've been doing all of that stuff. Why don't I have those results? I'm like, whoa, 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 back down. I'm just celebrating this person. So that kind of dynamic, if this other horse is getting a lot of attention and love, and you just kind of feel, and you guys know, right? You feel the energy. You feel the horse kind of disgruntled, or just being a little bit distant or cold, that bitter energy. Like, they're not angry at you. They're not mad at you. They're just bitter. They're like, yeah, I'll hang out with you, but I'm not happy with you.
0: Now, for the listeners, I had a projector horse. This was a horse that I had a couple of years ago. He was one of the ones. So I imported off the Iberian Peninsula. He came from Spain. He was a PRE. And He um, is a projector, but when he was living out of alignment, he Mm -hmm. lived shut down. He Mm -hmm. wouldn't um, connect with me. He wouldn't energetically engage with me. He would be the horse standing in the stark middle of his stall, not Mm -hmm. associating with the horse on the left, not associating with the horse on the right, not associating with me at the stall door or looking out the window very much if there was someone around. When we changed lifestyles and when we did start to tap into his projector ness and he started to experience those changes and brought him more into alignment, he lit up and became the ham of the farm and just thrived. So, your characteristic is right on.
1: Yeah. Oh, so good. And the thing with projectors, humans, horses, when projectors are in alignment, they light up like really bright and shine so bright and everyone wants to be around them. It's the same with every energy type. When they're lit up in alignment, the saying that I actually use, (laughs) funny pun intended, wild horses can't keep away when someone is radiating that magnetism, when they're in alignment with their energy type, their aura just shines so bright. It's so sparkly.